Blog Talk Radio. With me, as always, is the amazing Star Bustamante. The 415 is brought to you by the Wild Hunt and Desperate House Witches. Please note that the opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of the Wild Hunt or its subsidiaries. It does reflect Desperate House Witches because that's me. Um, (laughs) 415 is brought to you once again by wildhunt.org. Please give it all your support. It is that time of the year. We are driving home that fundraising. Please, please, please. So important to have the pagan paper of record. We need to be able to support the writers. Uh, We appreciate all of your help. I will be reminding you about this somewhere else during this show. Please also know that there is a level of swearing (laughs) that will happen during this show, especially this episode, uh, once you hear our topics of conversation for today, you will understand why. So, topic of the moment, second, and will continue to be, I'm sure, for the rest of my life, Omicron! Woohoo! Star, what the hell? This seemed to have come out of nowhere. Well... So it would seem, although that's probably um, rather unlikely, uh, there are, there are yeah. at least, well, first let me say that no one really knows as far as the severity. Uh, they believe it's much more transmissible, uh, but no, nobody really, really knows. Uh, so far, uh, from what I've seen in news reports and, uh, and other data, is that the uh, as far as the the severity of it, it seems to be fairly mild, and is not producing so far the kind of disease that we saw with like Delta or earlier variants of of, of SARS-CoV-2. That wow. being said, um, but that doesn't mean anything. We just they don't have enough data, basically. Okay, right. so take that with take that with a grain of salt. As for where mm-hmm. it came from. Uh, there are basically three leading theories or hypotheses, uh, rather, in in this case. Uh, the first one is that um, that the you know one of the strains of of uh, COVID infected an unknown animal population, and that the virus. Uh, evolved as it spread among that population and then spilled back over into humans. Uh, for the most part, researchers are kind of like, yeah, we don't really think so because they would expect to see uh, animal genetic material in, in, uh, in the genome. And so far, all they're seeing yeah. is, is, is that of humans. So, um, so that's, you know, but that is one, one, of, one of the theories. Uh, the second one, yeah, um, the second one is what they're calling cryptic transmission or spread. 
um, mm-hmm. which is the idea that that the virus somehow um, managed to proliferate and evolve in uh, parts of the world or countries where there was little to no monitoring, uh, so that it, yeah. it it escaped it escaped being being detected. Um, mm-hmm. But they're not sure that I mean, and and let's just be clear, nobody really agrees on any of this. Okay, so you you know you can go and look at different different researchers' opinions, and they all kind of have have um, different stances as to where uh, as to where that stands. But a lot of a lot of researchers are saying, well, you know, that it really didn't. Uh, if that was the case, they would have they would have expected it to. Um, be more widespread eventually than than and not explode the way it has. Um, the third is uh, that the the virus was uh, basically contained within uh, a person who had some type of uh, suppressed immune system. Uh, like for mm-hmm. example, somebody who had HIV and was untreated and and didn't know it. And so that allowed the virus to remain active and continue to to mutate until it arrived at the place where where it, where it currently is. Um, you know, and any one of those things is a possibility, but mm-hmm. they don't they don't really have an answer. Either way, the things that we all need to know about this new variant, uh, Omicron, mm-hmm. is that it is. Um, you know that it's likely to likely to be more transmissible. It is airborne, so that means wearing a fucking mask is the way that you do. You know, wearing a mask, having good ventilation. If you're going to be indoors, wear a goddamn mask. Um, you uh-huh. know, as always, do not lick people that you do not share household with. Uh, you know, the usual stuff. Um, yeah, or, I mean, I. My personal opinion is that we are going to be wearing masks for the foreseeable future, and this is not yeah. going to be the last. You know, this is not the first variant. It will not be the last variant. Um, mm-hmm. So you can get all wrapped around the axle if you want, but um, all from the, the from what I've been seeing, I mean, nobody seems to be really too concerned about it. Other than, you know, it will it will likely create a fourth wave of of the virus of infection uh but also mm-hmm. from everything that uh I read another article earlier that said that they are really thinking that um you know by March or April that this will have settled itself down um that we'll be past the fourth wave so you know okay. just try to survive through the winter maybe things will be better maybe not Maybe by then we'll have, you know, a strain that not only makes you really, really sick and um, puts you in the hospital, but maybe also it will do your laundry. Who knows? Anything's possible. Well, I got to say, you know, considering what we've been through so far and the adjustments that most thinking Americans have made to actually, you know, vaccine up, wear a mask continue hand-washing, um, you know, it, it just seems to me like something we're going to have to just live with, period. And, 
if we're all willing to agree that that has to happen, then that's what we're all going to do. Because we've seen what happens at the apex of of fear uh, when, you know, coronavirus was first, you know, unleashed, as it were, and we were all just learning about it and not realizing how bad things could get. I think as people were pretty, I think people in general can be pretty adaptable if they, you know, allow themselves to to follow the protocols, just follow the instructions. Um, I will say for wearing masks, I have noticed that I've not had the level or number of uh, colds or lung infections or or any of the normal things that normally hit me in winter. I haven't had a severe flu. I am an advocate for, for flu shots as well. Um, I am due to get mine. I am actually past due. I am still very cautious about where I go in public, which is the only reason I haven't gotten it yet, but that is on the docket for this very weekend. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, to keep ourselves safe and to keep our loved ones safe and maybe be able to be in the same room. I mean, because I'm in an environment now where my immediate workers and I are all vaccinated, we have gone back to cautious optimism and levels of affection because we're all vaccinated and we all know each other and and all of these things. We've been able to get back to what would seem normal for us in a very small group. I'm not advocating that for everybody. I'm saying this is what my folks have done because we are such a tight-knit group and it is a very small company. Um, But you got to do what makes you comfortable. I would just encourage folks to continue uh, to be an advocate for getting vaccinations whenever medically possible. I mean, there are folks who do have some extenuating circumstances where they could actually become sick. I know one person, only one, but I do if, I do know of one person who did not have a good reaction. But that is that is amongst hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that I know. So yeah. you know, just just yeah. being honest with the information as I have it. Well, and getting the booster, you know, if. Uh, everybody's pretty Which, much eligible for the booster now. Uh, you, yep. you should, you know, you should get vaccinated. You should get a booster. If you got the J and J, you should get a booster of one of the other um, mRNA vaccines. In my opinion, um, yep. and I think that we're liable to see, you know, that this is likely that we're going to need some kind of booster, uh, much like we do the flu shot. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and, and I think you're right. I mean, I think that what we're going to see probably for the next few years is that you're not going to see very many large-scale events. Um, you know, it's also important to note that places where people are yelling or singing, that if a person is infected and they are yelling or singing, they are, you know, I mean, like they can spread the virus like a hundred times more, you know, it's a much higher viral load. Um, sure. You know, if you look at all, all the data, it suggests wear a mask, don't yell, don't sing, <laughs> you know? I mean, or sing softly, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. But, yeah, 
I mean, I do think that because I think that it's relatively safe, you know, if if you and I and let's say half a dozen of our friends wanted to get together, we could all go and do a test, and mm-hmm. if we all had negative results, then we could sit in a room uh, because we were all fully vaccinated and, you know, yeah. enjoy a meal or do ritual together or whatever. Uh, drink heavily exactly. until we passed out. Uh, we we could we could do that, uh, but I think the uncertainty of being in public and not knowing who you are around, what what their status is, all of that makes a difference. And that you know th- those are problematic situations. I don't want to be in a shitty place that's got packed with people and has poor ventilation. That's just, you know, I'm I'm not taking my mask off in a situation like that if I were forced to have right. to go. Right. And, you know, and it's interesting because this is coming in simultaneously with what I'm seeing from a business standpoint, uh, and I'm in the service industry. Folks are starting to go back to their offices, and it seems like this is not the right time for that. Um I don't know. I'm not, I'm no expert, obviously, but my feeling is when you have something come up where it is, you know, highly contagious, which I consider this to be a highly contagious situation, we don't have enough data. We don't know what our current vaccination status bears as opposed to what this virus does. I, I, there's just not enough information yet as far as I can tell. So I would, I would caution folks before you go running back to, into your, your office situations, you may want to investigate the policy of your particular firm and see what their stand is on vaccines and what happens if the Omicron becomes a, a, a bigger thing than it is. See, my feeling was it would not be wise to go back to an office during the fall winter months. I would have thought that folks had considered the fact that spring would be the optimal time. I understand money is a factor, but a lot of companies have managed to maintain through government grants and and other situations. Now, it does, listen, there are no unscathed industries, and that's just the fact. So there's got to be other things that can be done. For example, some companies that did certain things uh, turned into companies that made, you know, hand sanitizer. Some companies that made clothes went to making masks. I mean, it, it, it just speaks to the flexibility and, and you know, the, the thought that maybe we need to constantly reinvent ourselves as a capitalist society. I don't fucking know. But, I mean, <laughs> we've got to start taking the lessons and applying the lessons, you know, to our employees, to ourselves, to our friends and family. I mean, we've got to keep an economy growing or going at least. And, and listen, there are no easy answers. There's always going to be a casualty, and that's very unfortunate, you know. But we're all just doing the best we can. And, again, we'd be remiss if we didn't remind folks that, Please vaccinate whenever possible. Wear your masks. Wash your hands. Follow all the protocols. No singing, no dancing, no yelling. I'm glad you said the thing about yelling because I'm quite known for yelling. 
all day, every day. It's part of what I'm paid for. Um, so I will be much more careful in the future. I mean, I do yell with a mask on. I do not yell with my mask off. Um, I don't know if that helps or not. I know it softens well, the loudness. The big thing about masks, <laughs> I'm shocked to know that you yell. That's shocking. Um, the big thing, the big thing about masks, if you really want them yeah. to work, you need a good seal on your mask. You know, you want a yeah. good a mask that has a good seal, and then you can yell all you want. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, I think the reference to that is more sporting events that are outside where you have a lot yeah. of people yelling. So, I mean, if you have, you know, if you have a hundred people at a soccer game and they're all yelling, then even though you're outside, you could you could end up getting a, you know, depending on which way the wind is blowing, you could end up getting, uh, you know, a fairly high viral load, I suppose. But the big thing is indoors. Yeah. You know, even if you're mm-hmm. wearing a shitty fitting mask inside, you're probably still safer yeah. than, uh, you know, than not, you're certainly safer than not wearing one. But I, and I think, right. you know, a lot of, there's a lot of, been a lot of talk about, you know, people with breakthrough infections and all of that. But the one thing we mm-hmm. don't know is, you know, were they still wearing a mask? What kind of people were they around? What environment were they in? You know, um, you know, how, how much distance were they employing? How was the ventilation? You know, I mean, there, there are a lot of questions on all of that. And I think that what you probably yeah. would find in most of these cases, and even when you have somebody who says, oh, I've been super careful, um, I can't tell you how many people I've seen at the store who talk about how super, super careful they are and in the course of having a five-minute conversation have readjusted their mask mm-hmm. like 45 times, rubbed their eyes, you know, um, pulled their mask down to smell something, you know, those are not things that are careful, okay? That is not, that is not no. careful behavior. The careful behavior yeah, is you put your not. mask on, you, you leave it on, you don't touch your goddamn mask, and you don't pull it down to stick your nose on something that, you know, that God knows how many people before you have also stuck their nose on, you know? Don't do those things. Put your mask on, leave it on. When you take it off, don't touch the surface of the mask. Or if you do, then you use hand sanitizer on your hands before you rub your face or your eyes or stick your fingers in your mouth or whatever asshole thing you're, you, you normally do. And it's such a human thing, though, to want to touch your face. I mean, I honestly, I'm constantly rubbing my temples or the my forehead because I work with idiots sometimes, although I love them, um, and people don't think. And I think it's inherently very human to put your hands near your face. Um, so sure. try that's to be the, more that's aware. Thing, Absolutely. That's the first thing every baby does is it puts its hands in its mouth, okay? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's in there. We've been doing it from, from, you know, probably we were doing it in vitro. But, in vitro, yeah. 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 In vitro, yeah, yeah. Just, right. Just, uh, you know, just Put your sanitize. Hands down. don't touch your mask, sanitize your hands, and then you can touch your face all you want, you know, and then, t- and then, then sanitize your hands again after you touch your face before you go touching anything else. And, yeah, but it's, it's all just common sense. But people, unless they have medical training, they're, they don't even know how to wash their hands properly. Um, but, this is yeah, true. we, could go, on. This is we true. could go on for days on this, and I'm just going to shut up now. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we have covered that. Just as another one last reminder, please 
follow the same protocols before we had vaccines. Please remember that just because you've been vaccinated does not mean that you are safe from any of the variants because the variants are just coming on. And, you know, most of us have already been vaccinated. Um, Again, the recommendation is to get the booster. Please do that and do all the things that Star said and stop putting your hands near your face. And I'm the first one that needs to learn that lesson. All right. In other news, (laughs) you know, this country just, yeah, there's just more. And this country never fails. Shock and horrify me. Uh, I don't know. I just don't get people, I guess. Um, But there was news recently, the Kyle Rittenhouse case, which I, I don't know. Maybe it's just my opinion, but it seemed like the judge was in the tank for this kid the whole time. Am I wrong? Please tell me I'm wrong. I'd I'd like to hear that I'm wrong. Well, I don't know. The, while the jury may have may have come back with a verdict, um, the public opinion on that is very split. On um, you know, I mean, the the judge made some pretty uh, unusual statements. Uh, the mm-hmm. the case itself was uh, just kind of a train wreck. I don't feel like the state made um, a very good case either. Yeah. Um, and just in other news uh, that relates to to that. Um, mm-hmm. So while this was all going on. Uh, Rittenhouse uh, was banned uh, uh, from using Facebook and Instagram because they removed his Uh account. Mm -hmm. But it was announced yesterday that Meta, which is, you know, Facebook's new, like, parent company, um, have reversed that policy that suspended Rittenhouse's uh, social uh, media accounts, so that now he can he can post again. Um, I basically I, okay, they they so, took it as the, as the verdict, just kind of you know, since he okay. was acquitted, rolled back them restricting his content. Um, you know, I mean, anybody who was on social media when that verdict was handed down um i mean like twitter was lit up like a uh, like a firework display Pe- plenty of people were angry mm-hmm. about about his acquittal and yeah. there were a lot of questions uh surrounding the case i mean i i think that it sends definitely sends the the wrong message uh yeah you know but Here's the other thing I want to remind our listeners of. Just because you have been acquitted in a criminal trial does not preclude you from being from charges being brought against you in a civil suit. Civil and trial, so absolutely. It's not uh, unlikely that the families of both the two men that he shot and or killed and, and the other man that he shot that they might not form a mm-hmm. class action suit or, um, you know, or some kind of uh, civil lawsuit, which 
I think would be wonderful because you know that he is going to try and profit from this. I mean, already um, Hannity has produced a documentary and was embedded with, uh, you know, with the Rittenhouse's defense team. Um, and there, I mean, there are a lot of things about that whole case that are just really uh, pretty much awful uh, as far as just the amount of interference and, um, you know, public officials that were, that were involved that probably should not have been involved. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we could go way, we could go Very way suspicious. down the rabbit hole on this, but I think it's suffice yeah. to say that, the message that it sends is very wrong, that you can basically incite a riot and uh, and then kill people and then walk away scot-free, which is essentially, you know, he, he did bring a gun to a protest and basically caused the, the very situation that, that resulted in people becoming angry. And so even if he says, well, you know, even though his defense was self-defense, he created mm-hmm. the situation. So, I mean, I think that, that sends a really dangerous message um, to people. And you're also, which also means you're probably going to see more weapons um, possibly at protests. Um, yeah. You know, how this, how this shakes out is, is, anybody, is anybody's guess. But, um, you know, we're, we're, we're just going to have to kind of wait and wait and see. The other, the other case, so like last week, the last 10 days have been really interesting because we had the Rittenhouse verdict. We had the Ahmad Aubrey come in and um, in between the two, the Unite the Right uh, case also, which in, mm-hmm. in that, you know, in that case, uh, which, and I think that um, this has relevance, not just for, the white supremacists, but also this has, this could have uh, precedence for um, the people who organized the, the January 6th event. Yes. Because, the Capitol riot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be, because the jury awarded over $26 million in damages to the, um, to the plaintiffs the organizers for the Unite the Right. So um, they didn't just, you know, granted there have been plenty of people that have been prosecuted in the violence that took place at Unite the Right, but yeah. these are the organizers that, uh, in, a, in a civil suit, that um, the jury basically said, yeah. So, um, and we're talking about very prominent people uh, that were involved in, in that you know, uh, media darling Richard Spencer, uh, Jason Kessler, Matthew Heimbach, and Christopher uh, Cantwell were all among the organizers and who were named in the suit. And now they're going to have to shell out $26 million. So I I think that um, that's pretty big news. And it also kind of says, you know, just because you think you got away with something, well, hold up there. Um, so, I mean, and mm-hmm. I hope Rittenhouse was also paying attention to that because, um, you know, 
in the Unite the Right, one person died, Heather Heyer, one person yeah. died. And while while there were a number of people that were um, that were injured, um, n- none of the organizers were people who like picked up a gun and went and and, uh, and pumped bullets into people. So right. if they can convict the organizers. Um, you know, if I was Rittenhouse, I'd be concerned. Um, and yeah. I think that for a lot of people. It would be um, they would be very satisfied with uh, him losing a civil suit where any pe- penny that he makes for for the rest of his life goes to goes to the the families of his victims. So absolutely. So, that was, so that's a really important decision, and I'm sure they will try to appeal it, but I'm not sure that they really have have grounds. Uh, for an appeal, that remains to be seen. And then, of course, yeah. the the uh, Ahmad uh, Aubrey case in Georgia. All three, all three men were convicted. Even the even the guy that, um, you know, just followed them and shot video. Although he obviously, I mean, if you look at some of the footage, he there's no doubt that he obstructed. Uh, if he had just let let it go, then. Uh, Aubrey probably would have made it out of that neighborhood and back home and not not be dead. Um, but they were all found guilty, and they are they do intend to appeal. But I mean, there was a level of fuckery in that case too. I mean, you had the mm-hmm. um, you know the defense attorney complaining about uh, there being a, a black preacher uh, in in the courtroom, um, mm-hmm. and that it was distracting. Which was um, which the community responded in perhaps the most hilarious way possible in that um, after the defense counsel complained, like hundreds yeah. of black preachers showed up to to protest, um, and I think that they they kind of did round robin on who was who who would be in the courtroom um, just to kind of make a statement that they would not be they would not be uh, they were not going to put up with that. Um, yeah. So. And that jury, I might add, was all white, but but for one, and they still mm-hmm. convicted. So uh, they can appeal. I don't know that they really have grounds there either. Tell, yeah. but and I think I think we're going to see more more cases like all of these. Unfortunately, um, you know, I mean, uh, the latest, which just uh, we didn't really talk about this, but. The kid that shot up the school in Michigan yesterday. Um, yeah, there have been um, there have been some things so, uh, circulating uh, in the news that apparently his mother had written um, was a Trump supporter and had written a pretty inflammatory letter uh, to Trump and uh, disparaging immigrants and um, just really. Using language that probably did did nothing to discourage um, her son from going and just blowing a bunch of holes in people, and of course because he got the gun from his parents, they're you know they're going to be held held liable in the, in this case too. So it it will be interesting to see how that works out. But I mean I think 
you know, I don't know, even know. I've lost count of how many school shootings or mass shootings there have been this year. Um, like, it's in the hundreds. So yeah. you can expect you can expect more more cases like this, uh, I mean, all the way across the board, I think. I remember when school shootings were, like, one of the rarest things in the world, where you had a school shooting and the entire country kind of just stopped. And now it's, it's so fright, frighteningly commonplace. I, I can't even imagine, and my heart goes out to not just the victims, but the parents who every day send their child to school with that concern on them. And that must be such a frightening thing, and I, I feel horribly, and my heart goes out to anybody who's experiencing this because... Back in my day, because, of course, my sons are adults now, um, it was unthought of. It just, it just didn't happen like this. We, so, no, we didn't, have, we didn't have shootings. I mean, I mean the, the, the biggest school shooting that I can think of would have been at Kent State, and that was uh, state troopers fi- firing on uh, unarmed protesters. Um, yeah. Which, you know, that brought about a lot of, a lot of change. But yeah, yeah, I mean, Columbine was really the first major mass school shooting, and yeah. since then there've only there've only continued to be more and more and more all the time. Um, and rather than trying to do anything to regulate guns, there, mm-hmm. you know, the rights idea is that well, we should just arm the teachers. You know, I mean, why stop there? Let's just give all pre- preschoolers guns. And then it will be fine because it will take care of many problems. There will, you know, it will reduce the population, you know. I mean, which, I mean, that is every bit as insane as, as arming teachers, um, especially. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's all nuts. It's all nuts. Yeah. Well, before we go into our next topic, I just want to remind everyone, please support the Wild Hunt, go to wildhunt.org, give it all your support. It is the pagan paper of record, and we need it, and we need to support it because, as you can see, <laughs> real news is hard to come by. The Wild Hunt is out there doing it. So please check out wildhunt.org. Make a little Christmas present to yourself and, and a loved one. Become a sustaining member. It helps. It really does. Anyway, on to our next story. This is a big one. Of course, everybody knows we were going to talk about this, and that is ah, the new abortion case is being heard by the Supreme Court. Um, remember the last time, very recently as a matter of fact, uh, that we talked about uh, another case that, that came up before the court, and uh, you know, we told folks, listen, just because this law didn't pass, doesn't mean the next one won't. They are they're getting more clever with how they're writing them, and uh, you know the conservatives on the court are looking for a way to strike down these rights for women. And it's not all the conservatives because even John Roberts, who believes in established precedent, um, you know I've not heard his opinions on this particular case that's being heard now, but I'm sure. Uh, being a believer in the law, 
he is probably going to go against what the ultra conservatives, the Trump appointees, et cetera, um, are going for. And they are looking for ways to eliminate, you know, rights. So what have we got right now? So, um, so yesterday, um, the court heard uh, oral arguments, which um, I would urge anyone that's really interested in this case to actually you can you can uh, read the transcript. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of the major major news sites have um, have posted links to where you can actually read a transcript of the you know. Or if you're really brave, you can uh, mm-hmm. you can go to C-SPAN and you know because anything that like that is is always covered there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent most of the morning reading through a lot of the transcripts. Um, yeah. And uh, is you know I mean the most concerning thing that that I uh, have seen so far, and I mean, and keep in mind, there's 125 pages of <laughs> of transcripts in this. Uh, yeah. So it was lengthy arguments, and all of the justices were weighing in and asking questions. Um, Amy Conan, Coney Barrett, uh, probably made me the angriest <laughs> because <laughs> she's she's uh, basically suggested that you know um, a woman could just go ahead and have you know carry a pregnancy to term and then continue on with her life, you know, and give it up for adoption and then carry on with her life. And it was a, a little to no inconvenience. Um, and she did, she said this pretty uh, breezily. Um, and I was just like, wow, really? Okay. So that's, that's, that's where we are with things. Um, but uh, Justice uh, Breyer had some pretty, um, pretty intense things to say. Uh, mm-hmm. And was pretty indignant <laughs> with, uh, you know, like there's a lot of questions. So there's uh, the case is Dobbs versus uh, Jackson's women, women's house, Jackson women's house, and mm-hmm. it basically uh, takes issue with two with two court cases. One is Roe v. Wade. And mm-hmm. the other, it's the uh, Casey uh, case, it's, which was 1992, Planned Parenthood versus, versus Casey, which determined, which sets the limit of viability. So that's when you, right. when you hear people discussing, you know, the 24-week uh, limit, like the pregnancies prior to that, to that line in the sand are considered uh, you know, not a person. They are considered a, you know, right. a fertilized egg or a fetus, but they are not considered to be, you know, actually. They don't have a de- until that mark. They don't have a developed brain, and 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 you know, the brain has not started to develop all of that. Yada yada. Uh, right. So basically, it's about being able to survive. If I'm correct, it's, it's the ability to survive outside the womb. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. So all of the systems that it That's would what mean, they mean by viability. Yeah. Yeah. To to survive are not present until twenty four weeks or later. Uh, right. So 
so this suit goes after uh, basically bore, both of both of those, um, mm-hmm. you know, and what they're asking the court to do would undermine uh, both of those cases because it would kick it back to the states to decide, mm-hmm. uh, which which would undermine you know federal law. Basically, it would cut the legs out out from from under both. Um, it's been kind of interesting. Like I said, I've not read all of the transcripts because there is a lot. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like Roberts is really kind of trying to take the middle ground here. And uh, because one of the problems is that, uh, and already I've seen, this case hasn't even, I mean, they haven't even ruled in this case. We won't get a judgment in this case until next year. Um, but already... Texas, after implementing its wonderful six-week ban, now is going after um, uh, abortion pills, the morning-after pill, and and similar mm-hmm. medications. Um, yeah. And you know, and after that, you can you can rest assured that they'll do that. They will be trying to limit contraceptives. Which, sure. Uh, Sotomayor also pointed out the number of cases because Planned Parenthood versus Casey not only deals with, both of these cases deal with right to privacy and they also deal with, um, you know, when you start getting into these waters, uh, there are a number of other things that, you know, Loving versus Virginia, um, you know, which was uh, which was racial, uh, as far yeah. as inter- interracial marriages, uh, gay marriage. Uh, I mean, there there's a ton of other cases that if if they kick this back to the states and allow yeah. uh, this this to stand in Mississippi, it becomes yep. hugely problematic. And I think that while the majority of people who are conservatives don't really understand the ramifications of that Mm -hmm. because they think it's just going to apply to what they want. But the reality is that, you know, the the law does not work that way. Um, And so they'll be, they'll be opening the door to some, you know, to some hugely um, problematic, problematic rulings uh, that could have far reaching effects. So, I mean, sure. basically, you know, I mean, anytime we're talking about abortion or anything else that, that is on the surface controversial, yeah. which I also want to point out that, <clears throat> excuse me, that while there are a number of people who scream and yell about Roe v. Wade and um, the right to choose, Over 75% of the country, like closer to, like, I, I don't know, I saw one number that said, like, 300 million people support the right to choose in some in some mm-hmm. fashion, you know? Sure. Um, where they set the viability is, is a little bit, it, it gets a little muddier. But an overwhelming majority in this country support abortion being safe and legal and accessible. So. Right. This could very easily backfire for conservatives 
and particularly for um, for the uh, the GOP. You know, one of the most recent yeah. polls on whether or not Rose should be kept in place and upheld, like 60 yeah. percent. This is just from November. 60 percent said yes. That's that's a pretty big majority, um, and it's sure. actually pro- probably higher higher than that. Um, you know, I mean, the bottom line is your rights end where my mind begin and vice versa. So, you know, yeah. if you don't want an abortion, don't get one. But trying to tell someone else what they can do is, you know, is then you get into sticky territory. And oh yeah, uh, one of the argu- one of the arguments that that they were making. Um, for this case to be sent back to uh, to Mrs. to be upheld and, and sent back to Mississippi and to the states is that um, you know there was there was nothing in the Constitution that guaranteed uh, Roe v. Wade or the principles that Roe v. Wade um, you know stands on, and of course there's also some right. pretty major uh, right to privacy uh, uh, rulings as well. But sure, uh, and it was great because Sotomayor was like basically um, all of the other things that you, you know the, the, until I think it's Mayberry uh, versus Madison is the is the you know until until that case like none of none of anything there was no Supreme Court and none of any of what is now considered constitutional law would have right. been under the actual constitution itself, right? Um so I thought I thought right. that was that was kind of a, a pretty brilliant move on, on her part and um uh, sure. And you can tell you can tell I mean just reading her words you can tell that that she is uh pretty angry <laughs> and really kind of busting uh busting uh Stuart's chops who was the the attorney uh who was who was who was making his case? Um, right. Breyer was like, I mean, pretty uh, pretty aggressive too in what he had to say. So um, I think it's going to be really interesting what what they decide in this. But sure. The other the other thing I think that people really need to understand, and I don't think that they do, is yeah. Prohibition is a is a great example of um, trying to put the uh, rabbit back in the hat or the cat back in the bag. Um, the alcohol you, back in the tube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pick, pick your uh, you know metaphor uh, metaphor there. However, however you want, but sure. when you have something that has been recognized law that relates to mm-hmm. freedoms and choices. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in the case of Roe v. Wade, we're 50 years, right? Um, right. The, um, uh, Planned Parenthood versus Casey is over 30 yeah. years, I think, when 90, 92, so almost 30 years. It's almost. really hard to make something that has been legal and accessible Illegal, um, and, and they I may, wish and I they, felt the same way. <laughs> I well, wish I felt that yeah. way. 
and I'm not saying that they're not gonna they're not gonna rule in favor, you know, of Mississippi being able to, you know, enforce their laws if, of making uh, abortions illegal after after 15 weeks. I'm not saying that at all because it's very possible right. that, that they will do that. However, sure, it is it is far more likely that even if they even if they go ahead and they say, yep, we're gonna let that law stand. People are going to be very angry. Uh-huh. We have not seen an instance so far where you have really had unilateral angry support from the middle leaning all the way to the far left on any one single issue. But I think this is very right. likely could end up being that single issue that really kind of galvanizes uh, not just Democrats, but, uh, yeah. you know, e- even e- even libertarians and others who are, you know, uh, that, that tend to, whether they are in the middle or they tend to lean left, I think that you're going to yeah. get, because they don't want to see, you know, because they're going to be looking at what's next. And right. And what's next, nothing it, nothing good will come of it, I can assure you. So I, I agree. I think that's – so even if this if stands, I, I do not believe it will stand for long because I think there will be tremendous pressure from the public and mm-hmm. um, there will be a reason to revisit this. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it will be one of the it will go down in history as one of the worst decisions that the court has made, and you can rest assured that Roberts does not want that to be his legacy. Um, I think a lot of right. Uh, I think Coney Barrett for, most certainly will want the want the Mississippi law to stand, but yeah. It, even the other two very conservative uh, new members of the court. Yeah. I don't know that that that, that is how uh, they will vote. I, I think I said earlier to you before the show that even for as much of an idiot as Kavanaugh, as I believe Kavanaugh to be, even right. he w- is smart enough to see the danger of what happens with uh, trying to roll back Roe v. Wade. So, yeah. Uh, it, so, I think I mean, it has, yeah, I think it has consequences that are un, un, unimagined. I think um, when you start rolling back rights for people, there is nothing that will stop them. And I know they're already trying to figure out how to roll back uh, same-sex marriage, I am sure that there are many other things. Religious persecutions are coming. They want this to be a Christian country, um, which it is not. And, I mean, we're looking down at some really big trouble if they start pulling these protections, these rights, these abilities to make a decision about your own body. And I think it is a hugely slippery slope. Listen, I'm never going to need an abortion again. I'm 60 fucking years old. 
okay? Um, those days is done. But as I had said to somebody earlier today, I cannot imagine leaving this world with women having fewer rights than I had. It frightens me for the future. I have, I have adult children. This could become a concern. Um, I would dare say even some on the center right are looking at this because there are intelligent people um, that reside in that area um, who are also thinking, oh, shit, this could be a bad thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I think you're right. I think it's a dangerous precedent. I think for the people who are pushing to make this happen, there are unintended consequences that they have not even thought of yet. Um, so this is going yeah. to be interesting. I would advise everyone to keep your eyes open and, and, you know, I had said to Star before we went on the air, yeah, my freaking out has begun. And as Star often points out to me, Raina, that's not going to help anything, is it? No, it's not. So don't do what I do. (laughs) Think about how to put a plan into action, Um, you know, protesting. We're still allowed to protest in this country. Fortunately, for now, um, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, as much as they're trying well, to take that away, too. <laughs> well, or if you don't get shot um, <laughs> in the process. Right. Well, I, I think, that, right. you know, I think protests only go far when it comes to how effective that it is. Um, yeah. But I, but I, but I do think that, um, Everybody has to vote, and yes, every every time that you see something that is not, you know, there's a lot of the because of the census, uh, so there there's been a lot of um, you know data that was produced by the census, and as a result, uh, you know they've redrawn uh, election maps. Many of which are deep, are deeply flawed, uh, which is about deeply. the kindest way that I can think to to put it. Um, uh huh. But you know, and so when you have these deeply flawed gerrymandered districts, uh, then it yep. becomes you know even harder to unseat uh, Republicans who have who have control. Exactly. This is going to be this is going to continue to be an issue going forward until something happens. Like, for instance, if Congress were to eliminate the filibuster and pass the uh, uh, John Lewis Voting Act, which is one of yes, the cures please. for some of this, but oh. I mean, overall, I mean, I don't think I don't think we're looking. The next few years are liable to not be very fun. But um, I mean, unless you enjoy chaos, then 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 it'll be it'll be a party if you enjoy chaos. Uh, yeah, it's your time. If you like chaos, this will be your time. Just saying, we are looking at potentially really awful stuff. You remember how upset mm-hmm. most of us were during the Trump years? Let me tell you something. The next person they're going to put up. Probably won't be Trump. They are probably going to put up somebody a lot smarter, a lot slicker, um, who's going to come across like a friend to all, and we're going to get screwed in the end. Be aware of smear campaigns. 
be aware of misinformation. I can't express this strongly enough. I stopped talking to someone I was married to because he started spreading bullshit about the Biden crime family. I'm like, I loved you once, but I can't believe I actually was married to you. And I haven't spoken to him since. It's like, listen, (laughs) be very clear about what's important to you. Do not be swayed by the nonsense you are definitely going to hear because it's out there. It's gearing up. Midterm elections are coming. They're going to tell you your vote doesn't count. They're going to try to do everything to dissuade you once again because that is the new normal when it comes to voting. How much shit can we do to people to make sure they stay home? How uncomfortable? How long can the lines be? How long can we tell people they can't leave the line to have water or go to the bathroom? They will try every trick in the book. Be prepared. Prepared. Please be prepared. Well, and which brings us to the fact that, A, we have almost run out of our hour, the horror. Yeah. And <laughs> as you say, that is all very important stuff. And if we really want to see change, then we have to be willing to, to not only fight for that change, but also we have to stand up for it. We have to be willing to vote and we have to be willing to, if it means standing in freezing temperatures and um, without water and without being able to pee for uh, hours on end, then that is what we will do. And, uh, you know, I I, I mean, I think you just have to be, you have to be prepared for that, for that reality. But I think if we're not willing to make that commit, if we're not willing to make that commitment, then we don't deserve to have a democracy. We have to be willing Mm -hmm. to fight for it. No matter what, you have to be willing to, you have to be willing to fight for it. And, um, you know, unfortunately, not everyone is. It's a reality. True. So. True. Well, on that happy-ass note, (laughs) we will see you all in the new year with our next edition of the 415. We want to thank you all for for spending time with us. Again, thanks to the Wild Hunt for its support. Please support it as well. Please become a sustaining member. The Wild Hunt needs you, and we need it. And on that note, thanks, Star. Thanks for putting up with me as always. Hey. It's been my pleasure. I always look forward I appreciate to hearing you yell and cuss. It's the highlight <laughs> of, my, of my week. That's what friends are for. All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening. Star and I will see you next month. Have a wonderful Yule. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Do all the things. Get vaccinated. Okay? All right. See y'all later. Ciao. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.